If the Saints miss on Derek Carr, should Hendon Hooker from Tennessee be their top target at quarterback? Let's discuss that here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast brought to you by Crew Media and this podcast is sponsored by the Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media, located at 918 Porter Street by the Superdome. You can give them a call at 504-523-5413. If you or someone you know has been involved in an accident, be sure to mention that we sent you Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. So I brought it up at the start. Let's get into it. We know that the Saints are interested in Derek Carr. That's been uh, something that's out in the public. There's no secret about that. And then it got reported on Tuesday that the Saints are going to visit with him again at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Again, not a surprise. Things usually get done at the Scouting Combine. To have those face-to-face meetings, that's important. And I think that the Saints, without a doubt, have kind of made Derek Carr their primary target in terms of who they're interested in. And, and it makes a lot of sense, right? He is an aging quarterback and not in the worst way possible. Again, early 30s kind of fits the mold of this roster. I think schematically, it's a lot of sense of running Pete Carmichael's system. It keeps you in that win-now mode. He would be by far the best quarterback in the NFC South. These are all things everyone has discussed, their common knowledge. We don't. I don't think we have to go too much further on that. And I've kind of made my stance on Derek Carr clear. I would like to see the Saints seal the deal, get the guy that they think is their guy. And if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't work, you're kind of, you know, in that, oh, crap, what next? But you went for it, and I want to see teams go for it. That being said, what happens if they miss on Derek Carr? Who becomes a top target? Well, I find it fascinating that over the last week or so, two different people who are well-plugged in have kind of linked Hendon Hooker to the New Orleans Saints. It all started with Ryan Fowler saying that the Saints extensively talked with Hendon Hooker. There were a bunch of other teams that also talked with Hendon Hooker extensively, but the Saints were one of, I believe, five or six teams that were mentioned. And then today, Daniel Jeremiah, who is, you know, well-renowned and and one of the better, in terms of analyzing the draft, he's probably at the top. He mentioned, you know, the Saints as a potential landing spot for Hendon Hooker and talked about how the Saints don't really got anything better on the depth chart, which I don't necessarily disagree with. And then talking about how it's a good fit because he can... He should be ready to play whenever he's healthy, right? So that brings up the question. How good is Hendon Hooker? Is Hendon Hooker a good fit for the Saints? What do we like about him? Well, let's start off with the basics, right? Hendon Hooker, in terms of production at Tennessee, that final season, what's not to like? Complete 69.6% of his passes, had 27 touchdowns as opposed to just two interceptions and the big game, right? The one that you want to see him shine in against Bama. He shined bright. He was fantastic. Now, the, the argument for people as well, didn't play great against Georgia. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Although you watch this season unfold and you go, who the hell did play well against Georgia? The answer is pretty much no one. I thought in terms of showing poise, he checks that box. In terms of throwing the ball down the field, wanting to attack defenses, I think that's where he's at his best, which is extremely intriguing for the Saints because if you compare a Hendon Hooker's arm and his ability to attack the t- uh, defenses down the field with Chris Olave, with Rashid Shahid, I don't know about you guys, but all of a sudden, you know, when people say let them cook, you start thinking about what you can do offensively speaking in the passing game, and that makes me excited. I, I think that's really intriguing. But I think another part of Hendon Hooker that makes it a very fascinating fit if the Saints were to go for him 
I don't think he's a project. And I think a lot of people would say the same, that he isn't a project. And what I mean by that is whenever he returns from his ACL injury, if you think he's ready to play football and you think he gives you the best chance to win, you put him out there. And you don't sit there going, man, he's still got to learn this. He's still got to learn that. He's 25 years old. And now that might be the knock on some people, right? That he is 25. He's an older prospect. But look, every prospect's different in their own right. I don't want to use the Joe Burrow comparison. I think that'd be a little bit lazy. But I think it just goes to show that not everyone's on the same path. People have different paths in life uh, in terms of getting to the NFL. And Hendon Hookers is a bit different. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because, yes, he's not as exciting as Anthony Richardson. Uh, his arm talent maybe doesn't you know, make your jaw drop like Will Levis. But, man, he is a better quarterback right now than them. And if you think that's a hot take, then you're probably not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying when it comes to playing the quarterback position, who plays it better out of those three that I mentioned? It would be Hendon Hooker. And what I find really funny about this whole, is he worth it for the Saints, pick 29, pick 40, this is the way I look at it. And I hope you look at it this way too because we can't understate how important the quarterback position is. If the New Orleans Saints feel that Hendon Hooker is their guy, and by all means they very well might feel that way in two months' time, you take him at 29. You don't wait and hope he gets there to 40. You take him at 29. And there's two reasons why. One, to prevent another team beating you to the punch because there's nothing dumber than not taking your guy, especially if he's at the quarterback position, because, man, another team will come in and strike if they have to. And number two, you get that fifth-year option in. And, man, that fifth-year option is extremely important. And I know the idea of taking a, a B. John Robinson or a proven talent at 29 and then coming back at 40 and taking Hendon Hooker is really fun. And trust me, I think that sounds very exciting. But you know what would stink if the Saints miss out on Hendon Hooker and all of a sudden they don't get him and someone else does and he looks great? Or you know what also would kind of sting just a little bit if Hendon Hooker gets drafted by the Saints in the second round? And man, he is awesome, right? But guess what? After three years, you got to pay him instead of after four years. And all of a sudden, what if you lose another good player because you couldn't afford it cash space wise at that time? I'm just saying, if he is your guy, you do take him at 29. Now, I don't know if he's going to be their guy, but for me... Age is not a concern, and I think for his skill set, it would fit really well with Olave and Shahid. And one thing that I love when I mention how he would fit with Olave and Shahid, and I love these type of statistics, he, went, he ranked first out of all quarterbacks in the SEC of touchdown passes of 20 yards or more through the air, and it was 13. And, and I think what he was able to do at Tennessee, and we kind of saw that, right, a resurgent year for the program, it all leads to him. And I think that Hendon Hooker is an intriguing watch. He's one of those where that's where I give up on certain things when it comes to scouting, right? Because he looks great on Saturdays. I watch the tape and he looks intriguing. And yet he'll get picked apart. And I'm like, maybe I'm just not getting it. But Hendon Hooker, for me, I think he is an intriguing talent. And I don't have a preference at quarterback for the Saints. I've kind of made that clear. I just want them to upgrade because, man, they need an upgrade. But if they lose out on Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr goes to the Panthers or the Jets. I think that... You know, I, I know I just said I don't have a preference, but I think I would be very much okay with the Saints either having Jameis or Andy Dalton still on the roster, one of them, not both of them, drafting Hen and Hooker. Your veteran starts for a little bit. And if you're A, not winning games, or B, not getting great quarterback play, you go to Hen and Hooker when he's ready from that ACL injury, and you think he, he is fit to run P. Carmichael's offense. And I think you kind of go from there. But I think it's a very fascinating argument. You got two months until the draft, and... It's something that's not going to go away, nor should it. The Saints should be in the quarterback market. They should be exploring every possible option, whichever way they turn. 
looking, opening the door, seeing if they want to shop, seeing if they want to actually buy the product, and they go from there. So, yeah, if you if you tell me, should he be the primary target? I don't know. I, I, I'm i not ready to take that leap yet because I do think with the way the Saints are constructed, Derek Carr is going to be their primary target. And I know some people want Derek Carr signed and then draft Hennon Hooker, and I'm not here to be the bearer of bad news, but I would imagine if they sign Derek Carr, you can cross the other option off the table because I do think that Derek Carr is not going to go to a franchise that's going to draft a quarterback with the first with a top 40 pick. I just don't. He just left a franchise that was non-committal to him. I don't know if he would go to one that their immediate move after taking him would be to make it seem like they aren't committed to him. So I think that'd be a little bit of mixed messaging, and that's why I don't believe both will happen. Now, if it comes down to which one you'd rather have, that's preference. And I actually would love to know and, and let us know whether it's on Twitter or in the YouTube section here, uh, comment section on uh, for Buku Media. But look, this is a possibility, and I do think that New Orleans will have to consider it, and I'd imagine they would. But him not being the rawest of quarterbacks is actually something that's a, a benefit to me, right? Uh, trust me, I love the idea of what Anthony Richardson could be. But maybe he's better suited to do that in Indianapolis with Shane Steichen, who just really helped develop Jalen Hurts in Philly. And boy, Jalen Hurts looks like a top five quarterback now. So that might be the better spot for him. Will Levis, I've already said it before. I've watched a lot of Will Levis. I get the hype to a certain degree, but at the same time, you still got to play football and you still got to produce. And Hennon Hooker produces better in the same conference. So there's that. So uh, as you can tell, I would not be against Hennon Hooker coming to New Orleans. And I'd imagine some of you would be for it. So let me know in the comments section below. Now, not done here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. And I think what I want to get into now are two players that have been released or about to be released, I should say, because the new league year starts on March 15th, if I'm not correct. And the first one is a quarterback, and that's Carson Wentz. Now, I know the minute I mentioned Carson Wentz's name, people rolled their eyes, and usually I would say, wait, hear me out. But no, I'm going to say roll your eyes because – the Saints should be in the quarterback market. They should be exploring just about every option, as I just said, but this one should not be one of them. I was someone who, watching Carson Wentz in Philly, I got the hype. I thought he was super exciting. I thought that when they drafted Jalen Hurts, it was a little bit of an odd move, but you know what? Best for both sides to part ways, he'll do fine in Indy. And he wasn't terrible in Indy. You, the numbers would show that he wasn't terrible. I thought there were games that he played well, but they underachieved. He definitely did. So... Indianapolis moves on from him. And Indianapolis kind of makes comments that make me wonder, well, what's going on with Carson Wentz? That's the second team now to kind of get rid of him and not have a problem with getting rid of him. Goes to Washington. Talent-wise, by far the best quarterback on that depth chart, Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz wins that in a landslide. But man, if he wasn't the worst quarterback that played for them this year, that is what blows my mind. They played with more heart under Taylor Heineke. I'm not saying Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback. I think Taylor Heineke is a backup quarterback, but... Played better with him, had a lot more energy, had a less, couple less sacks. I think the turnovers kind of evened out regardless. Sam Howell, final game of the season, probably looked better than Carson Wentz did at most points. So Washington releases him this week. Another team eager to move on from him. That's kind of another red flag. And I've kind of reached that point with Carson Wentz where I don't know if he's a starter in the NFL. I don't know if it's fair if he gets a fourth chance now. And that's where you get to arguments where there are double standards in the NFL, and there are. And I think if Carson Wentz were to get a fourth shot, that'd be a little ridiculous considering other quarterbacks haven't even gotten their second opportunity. That said, it just won't be with the Saints. It shouldn't be the Saints, and I don't think it will be with the Saints. 
for a multitude of reasons. If you're going to go with a quarterback that can turn over the ball at times, but man, the good, the high moments are good. You have that in Jameis Winston. And frankly, Jameis Winston, the last two years, rather have him over Carson Wentz. No doubt in my mind. Plus, you already have him under contract. And you know, he, in terms of being liked in the locker room, there's no question there. Do you want a quarterback that is trying to get you to number one pick in the draft? All right, then maybe you consider Carson Wentz. But other than that, I don't want to hear any type of hypothetical scenario that the Saints should sign him. So to answer it all very shortly, no, I'm out on Carson Wentz. It is a hell no for me. I would not like to see him in the black and gold. Now, someone I wouldn't mind seeing in the black and gold, and we're going to wrap it up with this player, Leonard Fournette, who just, well, not just, is about to get cut by the Buccaneers. Now, I want to make myself very clear. I do not want Leonard Fournette for the sake of saying LSU reunion. It's not about that and never should be about that. It should be about getting the best football players that help you win the game, not be about what school they went to. That should just be an added bonus for fans to get excited about, I guess, but that's not why you should want a player. But the Saints need running back help. I know that I mentioned B. John Robinson. I've mentioned Ty J. Spears. I've mentioned Jameer Gibbs. I have mentioned a plethora of running backs. But you might need multiple running backs because I think that the Saints are in that spot where, A, they need that running back of the future. So that's where the running back like a Bijan or a Ty J or Jameer or even like a Deuce Vaughn, that's where they come in the fold. But you also need that other running back because there's a very good chance that Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended for a multitude of games. And when that happens, even if you draft a running back, you're kind of back in the same spot of you like one of your running backs, you don't know what the heck you're getting from the rest of your depth chart. So I look at Leonard Fournette and I do think that there are some concerns, right? 3.5 yards per carry, not enticing to me. But what was good on the Bucks' offense last year? They didn't protect well. They never tried to establish the run clearly. They didn't exactly have a prolific passing game. Byron Leftwich got fired after the year was over. And even though Fournette wasn't necessarily great, he still finished the year with over 1,100 scrimmage yards. And you would not be signing Fournette, in my opinion, to be the number one back on your team. You'd either be signing him to be that complimentary guy to Alvin Kamara or potentially be the lead back while Alvin suspended, or you're adding him in there for him to kind of be the lead back, and then you see what happens with Kamara. Maybe you bring in another running back, and you go from there. But I think at the very least, this is a guy that, and has, again, nothing to do with the LSU connection, that you look at. And I'm sure Leonard will have people he could speak to, whether it's Jarvis Landry, whether it's Tyron Matthew, or just knowing the Saints well, because, man, he's been in the NFC South now for a couple years, that it is intriguing enough destination I think the Saints, if they're going to be successful next year, regardless of who the quarterback is, and I've said this many times, probably say it a couple more times, they're going to have to be a running team. And you can spend 30-something million on Derek Carr, but that should not change the fact that when you win football games, it should be because you are running the football extremely well. That's how they won games this past season. That's how they're going to have to win games next season. Complimentary football. And there's no better compliment to a good defense than running the football down the opponent's throat. And the Saints... If they were to add Leonard Fournette and still have a Camara and potentially add a young running back in the draft, all of a sudden, that's looking pretty good to me. And I actually think the idea of signing Leonard Fournette, if, again, price isn't bad, and I can't stress that enough, would be interesting because if you do sign Leonard Fournette and you still have a Camara on the roster, maybe that says, okay, pick 29 and 40 will not be used on a running back. But pick 70, that might be the target. 
And guess what, guys? You can find good running backs on day three of the draft. You can find good running backs at the end of day two. I mean, the Saints' star running back is from day two. You can find them. So I look at Leonard Fournette. Is it one of those where I'm going to be sitting here literally banging the chair nonstop and saying, I need Leonard Fournette on the Saints? No, I'm not going to do that because I think that's a little ridiculous. But should the Saints consider it? Absolutely. They can use a running back. They got to get better at the position. And I, I think this is someone who they'll probably check around on. I, I don't think it's a, you know, an overstatement. I don't think it's a, me just speculating for the sake of it. I, I think that the Saints need help at running back. And I would be shocked if they don't at least sniff around to see what the price would be for Fournette. And you go from there. Plus, it doesn't hurt to kind of weaken a division rival in the process. So to kind of wrap that all up, I do think that the Leonard Fournette is someone that the Saints should consider and look at price pending. And Carson Wentz, who got released on Monday, count me out on that. Let him be someone else's problem. But we'll see what happens. And I'm sure over the next couple of days and probably the next two weeks, there will be more surprise cuts. There will be more guys hitting the open market that we didn't anticipate. And that will be fascinating. And we'll discuss it here on the Straight Up Saints podcast if I see fit for the Saints. And those two guys definitely come to mind because A, quarterback, Saints need one. B, running back, Saints need to get better. So we'll see what happens in that regard. As for the Derek Carr front, Little bit of a note here. Uh, earlier this week, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network was talking about Derek Carr, and he said the expectation is between now and March 13th, between that kind of gap, you should get a decision from Derek Carr because Derek Carr should decide before the negotiating uh, negotiation periods open up for guys like a Daniel Jones if he hits the open market. Doubt it. Geno Smith, doubt that as well. But what if Aaron Rodgers becomes available? Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent come the new league year. That's another veteran quarterback that could enter the mix, and maybe a team like the Panthers or the Jets is interested in him, and that could change Derek Carr's market. So it makes sense for him to sign before March 13th. So Saints fans, keep an eye on for that, because over the next two weeks, we'll have something on that. Whether it's good or bad, we'll be here to talk about it. You're on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. So make sure you guys stay tuned for more content. Subscribe to Boot Crew Media's YouTube channel, as always. And yeah, let's see where this offseason goes, but it's going to be fascinating. We got to keep our options open because this is kind of an uncertain time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, although I would say it's probably more that than great. But uh, I, I really do think this is going to be an interesting offseason. I think the reports about Derek Carr, the reports about Hendon Hooker, it is exciting. Now, you don't want to be left at the altar with no one, but the fact that you might have options and, and be able to walk away with a potential prize, that would be great. But we'll see what happens. And if it does, like always, guys, like I said, I'll be here to cover it on the Straight Up Saints podcast.